This is Brandon Hicks from Pico, Ohio, and you're listening to the Board Game Mechanics. I'm one of the first people to listen to each new podcast that has dropped at 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. They helped me get through the first hour of work on Fridays. Now here's Joel and Jason. Only seven more hours of work to go. Guess I'll listen to the podcast seven more times. Welcome to Origins Week. Uh, this is a special Wednesday episode. We are the Board Game Mechanics. With me is... Hey guys, what's going on? It is Jason. And I'm Joel, the Board Gaming Sex Symbol. Uh, so, <laughs> what? Jason, why are you laughing? I I figured this out. I figured out that I am the Board Gaming Sex Symbol because if I stick my arms out to my side, like straight like out, and kind of make a wide stance... I look exactly like a meeple, like exactly. So I figure that means I'm the board gaming sex symbol, probably, right? I mean, yeah. Or you can you can claim a farm in Carcassonne. Uh, yeah, by laying down, I can just lay in the grass, and there we go. Oh man, yeah. Uh, we've got a big show here uh, tonight. We are talking about what's happening in the Origins this year. Some stuff's happening. We also are talking about what we played and some news, uh, and get this, guys. I actually added a couple pieces of news this week, so this might be a 36-minute episode. We'll find out here. So <laughs> That's awesome. Let's get right to it. So the first thing I wanted to talk about on news um, is a new game from TMG, or Tasty Minstrel Games, and it is called Dragon's Interest. Um, this is a bidding and trading game where players are trying to collect resources to build buildings during the most points. But the trick here is you're borrowing money from the dragon or you're paying the dragon interest or something. So that's kind of the key here is you just don't want to borrow too much money to not be able to pay back the dragon because that's problems. So if this sounds interesting to you, it's 50 bucks, which seems kind of high, but there's two days left as of when this episode drops. So that's dragon's interest from Tasty Minstrel. TMG, I don't think it's made a game where I've gone, ugh, that's a bad game yet. So, and that's even Kings of Aaron's team, which like is one that not many people have played. I really like it. It's a good pick up and deliver. Uh, Scoville's great. Um, a lot of good games. So this one's probably worth checking out. Yeah, it seems cool. I mean, it, I like bidding games, so this is kind of up my alley. Uh, the next game I wanted to talk about is a little $15 card game, and it's called Venture Capital. Uh, so from what I saw on the page, this looks like the first half of for sale where you're just bidding to buy the properties. It's that. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the game is the winner. And you're playing over 15 rounds. So again, if you like bidding, go check this out. It's $15 and it has seven days to go by the time this episode airs. That's uh, kind of cool. I You had me. I was like, okay, I like for sale. I enjoy that. Then I kept reading and listening and I go, 15 15 rounds. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure that I'm still in on that. So Yeah, it's a little long, I think, for what it is. I think it'd get a little samey, wouldn't it? I don't know. Uh, just my impressions. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, Jason, I actually found a Kickstarter that I wanted to mention, uh, and this is one that is really hot, but I can see why it didn't hit your radar, because it has minis. It's called uh, Brook City, and it's like, it, I don't know much about the gameplay because really they didn't highlight the gameplay on their Kickstarter page, but it has like 70 minis in it. It has Grand Theft Auto art in it, which is kind of cool. Actually, the one guy looks just like Mel Gibson uh, in like Lethal <laughs> Weapon, like the one piece of art, which is kind of cool. That is awesome. Um, but the, the, the minis look pretty good, actually. 109 bucks to go all in on it. 
it looked kind of like maybe a police precinct kind of game. It's cooperative, and you're playing as like some kind of tough streetwise cops trying to bust up some some gangs. I think so. It looked kind of interesting. Uh, Brook City. I think this one's close to finishing as well. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I don't know. It's really popular, and I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why Fox Body Mustangs from the '80s uh, are something cool that people still like. So I, I don't know. I don't get people sometimes. Yeah, I think this was on Kickstarter before. I'm pretty sure. I thought this game was already out. I, I don't know. Huh. Uh, I just happened to see that it was on right now. So Brook City. Yeah. Unless I'm like totally wrong, and it's not, but I think it's out still. So uh, if Jason goes quiet, he'll give us an update here in a second. Uh, the other one. This is uh, this is kind of cool too. Uh, After School Dice Club is an anime, like a manga series, manga, manga, um, by Hukago Saikoro. I totally said that wrong. I'm positive, and I'm sorry in advance, uh, or I guess after saying it, so it's not advance. Um, But it's it's an anime about uh, these kids that go to a local board game shop and learn about board games is kind of at the center of this thing. And you can actually find that to read for free online. Um, And it's like a professionally done graphic novel so uh kind of cool like just kind of fun seeing our hobby bleed into other things so uh after school dice club worth checking out maybe kind of cool yeah i saw that uh people were posting that picture around on facebook and that was really neat yeah they had the settlers of Catan page i think uh is when a lot of people were seeing i think so yeah kind of cool cool yeah i don't have anything else uh, i don't know if you have anything else this we're trimming this guy down we're down to like 34 minutes probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be all good. We'll talk about some cool stuff here in a few minutes. I your drive to your drive to Origins might be a little long because we didn't fill it up with time today. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped about this first game that I want to talk about. It's actually a new hotness game because my buddy that has the new hotness came over and well, he did not disappoint. So, this game is called Res Arcana. This is, uh, I think the designer is Tom Lemon or Tom Lehman. I'm not sure how you say his name. But what this game is, is it is an engine building game. The interesting thing here is you have eight cards. That's your whole entire deck for the entire game. You have to figure out the best way to use those eight cards to be the first person to get to 10 points. And you're using those cards to collect different types of resources, which are the elements. So earth, fire, wind, water, and then death and life. So there's six of them, I think. And then you're using those elements to buy these monuments to help you get permanent engines that you can use multiple times on a, in a turn or on a round. And you're also using them to buy these big special buildings that give you a pile of points and some extra game-breaking powers. So you're just trying to be the most efficient engine, do it better than your opponents, hit that 10 points first, and the decision space is really interesting when you only have eight cards. So if you like engine builders... You like cool fantasy theme games? Don't go check this out. That is Res Arcana. Yeah, I like Tom Lehman. He uh, the race games, race and roll for the galaxy, are both really cool games. Um, and it feels like I don't know. I I could see where there's. Uh, I mean, they're not the same game, obviously at all. But like in Race of the Galaxy, you're picking one of like several roles, you know. And so I feel like that influence kind of might be present in this game. Um, but it, it seems neat. It seems like uh, Tom Lehman was like, hey, I'm going to play Concordia where you have eight cards and then remember my game and come up with a new game. So I don't know. That's <laughs> probably not even close to accurate, but uh, I saw this one when it was on Kickstarter. It looked really cool. Um, I'm glad you got to play it. I'm, I'm excited that it's good, actually. 
Yeah, it's super good. And you do have player powers. So I haven't played Roller Race, but yeah, you have some player powers too. So I th- that seems like it might be his thing. Yeah, I, I could get you to play Race for the Galaxy one of these days, maybe by pretending that it's uh, ancient Greece and the ancient Greeks um, built a time machine and went to the future and in space. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe someday. Well, cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you played a good game because I'm going to talk about a game that isn't holding up at all for me, and it never was great for me, um, and that's photosynthesis. Um, this one was kind of hot for a minute there. Um, it is pretty um, for sure, but I man, it does not hold up for me, and I never loved it to be fair. But it's just it's totally an abstract game. It could be it could be marbles on a board that are like making shadows. I mean, like. I don't know, the theme of the trees and and how tall they are and how they block sun is kind of cool. And the idea of saving up points from the sun to put out other trees and things is sort of neat, but it's just such a like abstracted game that I just don't enjoy it that much. Um, And it feels like, I don't know, I, I don't feel like I'm building up to anything really grand, but at the same time, the game is so tight and every action is so critical that it feels heavy at the same time so like if i'm gonna play a game that feels heavy i want to be doing something where i feel like i'm building something grand not putting cardboard trees into an array just so they can get blocked and not blocked and things like that so um i don't know i don't love this game i don't hate it either um it's just one of those kind of games um it's in my collection and i don't know i i was like do i trade this one or what do i do with it so this one might be on my free trade list. If you think it's awesome and you don't don't own it, um, offer me that awesome copy of uh, I don't know Predator or something, and uh, we'll talk. So um, I did I did message you guys. There's a guy in my local like he lives maybe 20 minutes from me, and he's got a copy of Predator for trade. And I was like, man, what do you want for that? And uh, see if he's being going to be reasonable, given that we may or may not know that's coming to Kickstarter soon. Yeah, I doubt he will. Every person I've ever talked to about Predator Porter, I want like $1,200 for it. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't want it that much. Right. Enjoy that when it's worth like 17 bucks <laughs> when the new one comes out yeah, in and, a year. And that's when I'll buy it. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, it's, it's yeah, photosynthesis. It's not a grill game like Predator Porter. So uh, anyway, I, I don't know. It's fine. It's pretty. It's got the sun point thing, which is kind of interesting, but... I just, I don't care for it that much. I mean, it just, it feels like just spatial placement kind of stuff. It feels like Pente or something almost. I don't know. Um, It just doesn't resonate with me. It's a perfectly fine game. And I know that some people will really love it. People who love chess and things like that probably really love it too. Cause it's, it's definitely a thinky game, but it doesn't feel gratifying to me. So uh, I don't know. It's, I have no interest in playing it uh, for quite a while. Anyway, photosynthesis. Yeah, it's definitely not one that I'm interested in. It seems like a it always seemed like an abstract game to me, so I just let it fall to the wayside. For sure, it's abstract. 100% right. Uh okay, so the last game I'm going to talk about that I played is a drafting game, and it's from Upper Deck. It has gotten no buzz or love at all, and it's called Dungeon Draft. And it's a super generic name. It's a super generic fantasy theme, but the game is actually kind of fun. So, it's a drafting game. You start out with seven cards, you pass to the left, then you're going to do a round of passing to the right, then you go back to the left. You might play four rounds, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to collect heroes and weapons to put in your tableau. Every card's going to cost some kind of gold amount, and then you're also going to, each of those characters are going to have points, or they're going to give you an attack power, and then you're going to be able to fight some monsters that you can also draft. 
killing monsters are going to give you points and some money. You're trying to collect certain sets of different colored cards. I think there are five different colors, maybe four, to complete these three quests that you have in front of you. And the three quests are going to give you an um, a special ability for the rest of the game. So the quicker you can complete the quest, the quicker you have a special ability, and they're going to give you points. It's like Seven Wonders, but it's way easier to teach, and the theme makes a little more sense because you're just collecting stuff in a dungeon. Rulebook's not great. It doesn't have some clarifications that I would like, so we just did some of our own interpretations of what we think is going to happen, but it was fun. So Dungeon Draft, good times. If I'm Queen Games, I'm suing Upper Deck probably. Because based on like how you described it, that's exactly Lost Legends, like the exact game. Like, except for you only have one hero in that game, and you're equipping different slots on their bodies. Yeah, like it just sounds exactly the same. Um, that's crazy. Uh, Upper Deck's really bad at promoting their games too. Like they have some really good games, and the only the only promotion I've ever seen them do is they give you lanyards at Gen Con and Origins. <laughs> so, well, uh, unless you're uh, legendary, then they pump the crap out of it, but. Yeah. But even then, the X-Files, like, Legendary X-Files game, like, it came and had a terrible misprint, and I was super excited for it. They pulled it off shelves, and then it came back out, and I was like, oh, I saw it in the game store, like, a few months ago, and I was like, I guess that came back out. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, and I haven't heard anything about it, and I love the X-Files, and I hate Legendary, so it's like, do I buy it or not? Um, seriously, Legendary is one of my least favorite games. I don't like that game at all. <laughs> I like it. Um, it's all right. It it should have made our list last week for sure. I don't own it and I don't want to play it like at all. Period. But it's definitely a game that takes longer to set up and tear down than play. Oh yeah, so for sure. Like, that's my thing on it. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. I mean, it's just it doesn't do anything better than other deck builders, really. I mean, to be honest, that's so, true. I don't know. And it and it's got that thing that it feels weird that it's like, oh yeah, well now I am Wolverine and I am predator i don't know um like yeah that's true it's just i don't know it's it's weird that you're playing down just a ton of different heroes i guess it makes more sense now that all those avenger movies have come out and stuff but i don't know i i'm not super into it um but dungeon draft i am super into it sounds awesome um kind of it's not it's not bad it's not bad if you can find a copy or you want to play a quick 20 minute drafting game i would definitely play it it's fun it'll be a deal of the day on cool stuff at some point here in the next week probably because I don't know. That's how that's how cool stuff does. It's like, hey, here's an unpromoted game that we have a lot of copies of. So, yep. Well, Jason, I played a game that I really love. Uh, it's basically Machi Koro done better. Um, Valeria, uh, Card Kingdoms. But then I played the Shadow Veil expansion, which I think kind of completes the game, um, makes it much better. It's you get like these vampires and werewolves and and uh, things like that, that you're fighting because it's like Shadow Veil. It's like the like things that go bump in the night kind of thing. But then also you get like necromancers and thieves and stuff like that, that you can join into your village. So there's more like stealthy elements that you can add to your, to your village as well. Um, which that's all fine and cool. But then the thing that it really adds to the game that I like a lot is it adds these event cards. So typically what happens this game is it's like Machi Koro, you're rolling die, but the thing that's different than Machi Koro is that you get the sum of the die plus each individual die triggers cards. So you're always triggering a ton of stuff. And if you don't have anything triggered, you get to take a, uh, a, a resource of your choice. So there's something that happens for you on every turn, which is kind of awesome. It keeps you engaged. Um, but then you're buying these heroes to put into your thing in front of you. And once you run out of a hero in a spot, then you flip these exhausted cards over. And once a certain number of exhausted cards come out, the game's over. Well, the new, the new expansion... Uh, 
Shadow Veil has these exhausted cards, but when you flip them over and put them in spots, sometimes events happen. So like sometimes they're really great things that happen. Like you get a ton of magic power. So for each citizen you have in your village, they all get you know uh, an additional magic. Or some other kind of cool events that can happen are like you can choose to have something kind of good happen to you, or something amazing to happen to everyone. So like there's one where you can get two gold if you flip the card, but only you get the gold. Or everybody gets like four magic, which are like the wild card resource kind of. So um, just some really cool little events like that that happen in the game. And then the other piece too in this game is that you're playing as a duke. And there's so there's like individual setups for the duke. Uh, not setups, but like you have in-game scoring that's different depending on the duke that you play as. And it always kind of felt like tacked on a little bit or like kind of, I don't know, give you a different goal maybe a little bit for what you're doing with your village. But now in this, they have relic cards. So you get handed two relic cards, and each of those has like a player power. So it's usually like those AAA, like as an action, do this. You know, um, as an action, you can convert this currency to this other currency and gain a bunch of currency by doing it. Um, and there's a couple of little passive cards in there that say when you do this action, you also have this thing happen. So um, just the relics kind of add more asymmetrical player kind of power things are like not even really asymmetrical. It, it, they're just unique player powers. So uh, I think the Shadow Veil expansion makes this game much better, and I already like the game quite a bit. So uh, I did put a video up of this one today. Um, so it's up on YouTube. If you think it sounds cool, go check it out for sure. Yeah, I've been wanting to try this this version of, well, Valeria, I guess, because I have Magikoro, and it's kind of eh. But I've heard this game is much better, so someday I'll have to play it with you. I, I agree, and... It's funny you said this version of Valeria because I think there's three versions of Valeria. There's like Quest <laughs> yeah, of Valeria. Yeah, I have quests. Uh, and a couple other things. So, um, yeah, I, I think it looks kind of cool. Quest is basically the card version of... Lords of Waterdeep. Lords of Waterdeep. Yeah. yeah. Kind of cool. Um, and then I forget what the other Valeria game is, but um, Cities of... I don't know. Uh, something. But, I mean, the whole Valeria series is really good. Daily Magic, I think, is one of the more underrated game companies. Songbirds is a really great game, too. Um I don't know. I just, I like what they do. Yeah, cool. We're back to 36 minutes, Jason. <laughs> yeah, and now we're going to talk about Origins. Jason, I'm sad. <laughs> Why is that? I'm not going to Origins. Oh, yeah, that is sad, dude. That's sad for you. I know, and like that's the show where I feel like a big deal because we get press credentials there and stuff. We we say, hey, Origins, can we get press credentials? And they're like, yes, <laughs> we love you boys. <laughs> Then we say Gen Con. Can we get press credentials? And they go, "Who are you again?" <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. How are you? How are you related to Tom Vassell? <laughs> oh, you aren't. Okay, forget it. Yeah, that that sounds right. <laughs> so I am going to Gen Con this year, but I'm not going to make it to Origins. I just had some scheduling stuff that I couldn't work out. Um, I could have possibly gone on Thursday, but it would have made my life terrible. So uh, and made my wife very unhappy with me. So she's having our baby Thursday. <laughs> Just kidding. Totally kidding. Oh, my gosh. What a terrible joke. Uh, Maybe I should edit that out. Like my wife listens uh, that, to this. Come true. on. That's true. Or anyone, or anyone my wife knows. Speaking um, of that, she did comment that I bleeped you out last week because I said it in the title. She's like, what'd you, why'd you yeah. bleep Joel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you better get that bleep button ready. <laughs> After I start talking about why I can't go to Origins. No, I just can't go to Origins this year. But I still have some stuff that I think is cool. And th Jason, this is going to be my request for you to check these things out. All right, cool. And I think you've got some stuff you're pumped about, too. I do. But you know what? My first one, Jason, you won't have to tell me about 
at or from Origins because my first one that I thought looked interesting, my I did these like kind of on the most like anticipated to least anticipated, like actually least the most. So this is my least anticipated of the three top things, but still something that looks really cool. And if I were going to blow some some cash at Origins, I might pick this game up. And that's Artemis Project, um, which I think Jason, you were like maybe the first person I know that kind of got hot on this game and looked at like a pre-release copy of this. Yep. So it's a good game. Um, it, it looks really good, actually, um, and I've heard really great things from you and others. So Artemis Project is one that I think people should check out, and it looks like it's a pretty good price, and it will be for sale there. So uh, Artemis Project, do you have anything to say about that, Jason? No, I mean, it's just a really nice dice-drafting worker placement style game that I really enjoy. The theme, eh, but it has some different mechanisms that a lot of other games don't have. So, yeah, if I hadn't already played it and I had some extra cash, I'd probably pick this one up, too, because it's that good. The theme, ah, let me translate that. That means it happens in space. <laughs> it doesn't happen in space. It actually happens on like the South Pole or something, but it looks like it's oh. on space. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was in space too. No, it's like, it's Antarctica or, or something like that, I think. Well, like in like Artemis, like I always think of like Artemis Bridge Simulator. Ooh, that's my computer making noises at me. Jason, you may have to edit out a bunch of chimes or not. Just act like the chimes are a part of the video. I don't know. Or the, or the podcast. All right. I actually did that. Like I was recording some audio on one of my most recent videos and like my phone dinged. And so like I had like some text pop on the screen right at the moment my phone dinged. So that way it looked like I was like, ding. Hey, look, this thing's cool. Um, That's awesome. So I, I pretend like, uh, hey, Jason, I've got this real funny sound machine. It's making cool Windows sounds now. <laughs> I'm having all kinds of sound problems with my computer, so uh, hopefully I just sound okay. But like, yeah, I'm not gonna screw with that because we will lose all the audio. We'll put, I like some the way how my computer's been. There's a chance we'll lose all 73 episodes of the show somehow, even though they're stored like on the cloud. <laughs> it goes out and just finds everything with your name on it and deletes it. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Artemis Project looks really cool, and it happens at the South Pole. I find out now, so um, you can see how much I've previewed it um, and looked into it. Um, but again, that theme is pretty tacked on, honestly. So I don't yeah, know. Pretty much. Well, cool. Cool. So the one one of the games that I'm interested in, I didn't put mine in any, in any order. I just found the three things that I was interested in. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is Lorenzo Il Magnifico, the card game. This is not for sale, but I think they're at least demoing it, I'm pretty sure, at, um, who is this? Uh, probably Simon, since they do all the American distribution for Cranio. So I'm going to try to check this out. It has the same artwork as Lorenzo from Clemens Franz. Has some Ooh, so really good artwork. Yeah, really good artwork. Uh, it has the same resources, but it has a player board where you're like moving things. You're kind of following this track around in your player board. So I'm not quite sure how the gameplay works. There's not a ton of information on it, but I love Lorenzo, Il Magnifico, the board game. So if this is you know even close to as good as that, I want to check it out. So that's Lorenzo, Il Magnifico, the card game. That's cool, and this one doesn't seem like it's lighter. Like usually, when there's a card game version come out, it's the light version, the quick version. And I don't know that this one's the quick version necessarily. It's probably quicker. Yeah, but I think it's still probably plenty heady. Yeah, it didn't look it didn't look light by any means. So yeah, I'm assuming it's at least a you know a medium plus. Very cool, um, Jason. My number two game, uh, and this is my second most anticipated thing that I think looks awesome at Origins this year. Is um, I'm gonna see if I can get you there, Jason. Hey, what's some of the worst looking board games out there? Like series of board games that you can find. Series of board games. Yeah, think like hexes cut out of construction paper glued onto a board. Suro. Oh, that Jason. Ouch. <laughs> Calliope Games, we love you, but I, I love you. I guess. I, 
no, think think uh, think this is okay. Think choo choo trains and terrible, terrible looking boards. Uh, 18xx. Yes. So those are some of the worst looking games you can think of, right? Yeah. Now think of some of the best board game designers out there, like graphic design wise. Uh, I'm gonna guess um, Clemens Franz. Well, no, I mean not Clemens Franz. Good. <laughs> Ian O'Toole. Yeah, Ian O'Toole. Nobody can draw all those good, good, uh, good Agricola faces quite like Clemens Franz. Uh, That's true. Uh, uh. He's a better artist than me, but like I don't do it for a living. I mean, so I, whatever. <laughs> That's true. His art's fine. I just don't like it stylistically. I don't like it. Like objectively, it's fine. It looks good, but I just don't like it stylistically. Anyway, Eno Tool. Yeah, he's like my favorite like graphic design guy. So you put Eno Tool together with eighteen XX games, and you come up with Irish Gage. At least best based on like what I've seen. Um, so it's actually kind of a cool stylistic looking version of eighteen XX games. Um. It actually kind of looks pretty awesome. It looks like a Wes Anderson tribute to 18xx games is what it looks like to me. So I would definitely be interested in checking this game out for sure. Um, it looks just pretty awesome. It's actually a game for 2014. But this is a new edition, I think, coming out. So Irish Gage um, from Winsome Games, I think. Uh, so pretty cool looking. Uh, and check it out for me, Jason. Yeah, well, Capstone's um, d- distributing in, in America, I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's awesome that you knew that. Yeah, I looked at it, and I watch Heavy Cardboard, and they have a partnership with Capstone, so they play all their games. They did this one. They did Pipeline. Um, there was another game that they did from them, too, but I can't remember. So, yeah, the box looks amazing. The art looks really good, but I'd pass over it because I feel like it's going to be a game that I'd probably never get to play. So Yeah, you're probably right, but it looked pretty sweet on your shelf. <laughs> that it would. I'm wondering if this is going to go over well. I mean, because like, the 18xx crowd is like, they kind of pride themselves on the fact that they're like, this is my favorite 18xx game. It's actually um, a pile of post-it notes, four by six index cards, and a shoebox. And it's so good. <laughs> That's true. White boxes with black text. <laughs> yeah, and like they all look exactly the same. But if you find an 18xx guy and you're like, yeah, I mean they're all the same, they would be so insulted. <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> I haven't played an 18xx game, but I think I would love it, honestly, because I love stock market games. I don't know. I, I think I'd like it. I don't like feeling stupid, so maybe I wouldn't, but I don't know. I want to check one out sometime, and Irish Gage looks as good as any. Yeah, I, I would try one of them. I don't know if I'd like it, but yeah, I definitely want to try one once. All right, so the second game I want to talk about is going to blow your mind who it's by. It is from Plaid Hat Games. That's right, Plaid Hat. And this game is called Abomination, the Heir of Frankenstein. And this huh. this is actually one that I'm actually kind of pumped to go try. So it's not like the stuff fables or Mice and Mystics. You know, it's not that story-driven, flip open a book and read some stuff. This is a, there's a board. Everybody has a player board. What you're trying to do is you're trying to construct a partner for Frankenstein's monster because he's lonely. So you're doing this through some set collection. You're going to roll some dice. Uh, it's kind of a, a race. There, I think there's some worker placement too. So you're trying to do, you're trying to construct the monster wife or whatever husband, however you want to roll. You're trying to construct that before someone else does, or the game may end, and whoever is the farthest along in the construction of their monster is the winner. So the theme is interesting, and it seemed like the one game from Plaid Hat that actually like sucked me in a little bit. So because of that, I needed to go check it out. So Abomination. The Heir of Frankenstein. I really like Plat Hat games in general. Um, 
but this one doesn't look great to me. So I guess we're getting a little more, we're, we're moving away from each other right now. We, we, we go through ebbs and flows of whether we like the same game or not. But anyway, I, this one doesn't look awesome to me, but usually plat hat games do look awesome. So I don't know. Um, it probably is good, actually, to be honest. I've barely looked at this one, but uh, yeah. So you, is this one for demo or sale? I'm guessing demo, right? I don't remember. It might just be demo. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Well, I look forward to hearing about it next week when you get a chance to play it this week. So, yep. yeah. All right, Jason, I can't believe this one didn't make your list, but I guess it kind of doesn't have to make your list because you already played it. But Museum's for Sale at Origins. So that's pretty awesome. And I would definitely be buying a copy if I could get in there and get a copy. Um, but usually when games like this go for sale at Origins, it's like, here's the 10 North American copies. Enjoy these. Um, kind of like how Coinbro was last year. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, Origins really does get some awesome releases, just they're so limited sometimes. So this is an example probably, um, but we'll see. Museum. I'm looking forward to see if there's copies everywhere or if this is one of those, yeah, people were lined up and they sold out in two minutes kind of things. Um, that's my guess, honestly, because it's pretty hyped up. Um, and I'm not even sure if the Kickstarter backers have gotten their games all yet or not, but um, it looks really good and I want to play this one or own it, actually, blindly probably. So... Uh, museum. Yeah, there's a reason why I didn't put this on my list, and after we we get done recording, I'll tell you why. <laughs> but oh boy, yeah. Oh, all right. Good little secrets. <laughs> yep. All right. So uh, my number one game. This is actually the one that I am kind of the most interested to check out, and it's called Imaginarium, and it's a Bruno Catala co-design, and it's from Bombix. And he has a co-designer on it as well. I'm not sure who that is, but this was only originally available in non-English. So I think it was either in French or German, one of the two. But they ran a Kickstarter. It failed to bring it to America, but somehow they are still bringing it to America. So I'm super pumped. So this is a worker uh, placement game that has this weird little like player board where you move these arrows around. And where you move the arrows determines which two actions you can take. And you have to move your arrow every time. So you can't take the same actions over and over and over. And you're trying to just build these like weird steampunk machines and convert resources into other resources and score points. I love converting resources and scoring points, so I had to check this out. It's weird art. It's The whole theme is weird. The box is like a steampunk elephant with some gears. It's really strange. But I watched Z Garcia do a run-through. It looked cool. And now that it's in America and in English, I need to check it out. So Imaginarium is my number one. Very cool. Uh, Bombix, you don't see a lot of games from. Um, are they the company that has like the B for a logo kind of or something? Uh, maybe. I knew that. I know they do Abyss, I think. I don't know what else they do, though. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I don't know enough about this one to even comment. So uh, pretty cool. If Z Garcia loves it, I probably am okay with it. Um, it's kind of where my tastes line up anymore. Um, but yeah, I Cool. I'm looking forward to hearing about all these things, Jason, including your full play of Irish Gage in the middle of the convention center. <laughs> Four hours, probably. <laughs> well, Jason, did you have any games that didn't quite make the list? I did. Let me tell you what a couple of those are. So, um, one game that I was interested in that's out of my wheelhouse is called Tales of Glory. Way out of your wheelhouse. I was really blown away that you had that on Yeah, it's list. like a tile-laying, like... Yeah, it's, it's a strange game, but it looks really fun, so I put that on my list. Um, I have Barrage, which is by Simone Luciani or Danielle Tashini, one of those two, the Italian designers that I really like. It's going to be there. I think it's just demo, but I want to check that out. 
Uh, Periodic, which is from Brain Games. They have this Cytosis game. They do a bunch of scientific yeah. games. This is like a pick-up-and-deliver game that takes place on the periodic table, which is pretty neat. Uh, Scarlet Pimpernel from Eagle Griffin is there. I wanted to play that last year, but I didn't get a chance, so hopefully I can play it this year. And the last game I'm interested in is called Brides and Bribes. I think this is actually from 2017, but it's going to be there and for sale and demo, so I wanted to try to check that out as well. And that's from Ares Games, and I never go to their booth, so that's interesting. It is. It sounds like a terribly misogynistic game, but that's okay. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> uh, and Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, my, my games that I looked into but didn't make the list um, include In the Hall of the Mountain King, uh, I don't know. I just, I would check it out. I'm not going to say I'm going to own it or love it, but just, it's got a lot of hype. So I'd go check it out. Uh, Space Explorers, which Jason, you got a chance to do a review on this one kind of early. Um, and it's getting quite a bit of buzz and it seems really good actually. It is good. And Century, it's Origins. So there's a Century game that has to come out this year. <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> I think it's like a Century, a new world or something. I don't know what the name of the Century this year is. Um, but you always got to go see the big line waiting to buy the Century game. I, yep. I kind of wonder if there'll be a big line this year because, like, uh, what is it called? Eastern Wonders or what yeah. is the, Eastern Wonders. It's It didn't really do very well, it didn't seem. Um, so I don't know. I wonder if people will be hyped for this one or not. Um, Barrage, I actually have that one on there as well. That's the one with, like, the waterfall, right? Like, that we're powering things with. with yeah, I think like, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Parks, that's one I backed on Kickstarter, and I'm looking forward to getting my copy. Um, but it looks kind of cool. You're going through the national parks. Um, it reminds me a little bit of a game that I've got a review up of uh, called Trekking the National Parks, but I think it's maybe a little more gamery version of that. Atlantis Rising is one that's been out of print for a while, too, and it's back in print. It's supposed to be a really good co-op game. Um, I'm not super into co-ops, but I've heard a lot of good things about this one. And the game that I'm surprised didn't make your list, Jason, uh, is Kingswood. Have you looked at that one at all? Uh, I actually have a review copy on my desk right now. I just haven't you. done a review yet. Jason, you get all the good all the good boys to send you the good games that well, I've never heard of, and then they become awesome. <laughs> it's just like because I make friends with these little publishers, and then they keep putting out games, and they keep sending me games. So I mean, that's the same company that did Space Explorers. They did this Christmas Lights game that I did. So I've done, I think, most of their games. So they seem to just keep sending me games. So by doing one real doggy review, like you got two awesome games out of it. So that's awesome. Yep. Yep. You and I each have our relationships that I think the other one's jealous of, and that's fine. Like, I'm jealous of your space exploring Kingswood relationship. Yeah, I'm and jealous of your stronghold relationship. Yep. That's a good one, man. It is a good one, man. So, and <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's cool, man. I, I'm glad we both have relationships with publishers, and I think it benefits our audience who gets a chance to see us review stuff over on YouTube. Um, but you know what's crazy? I think a lot of people go watch our YouTube videos. Um, actually, I know they do because our views are way up. But I was looking at some of our analytics today, and only 14% of people who watch our videos are subscribers. So I don't know. Do us a favor and go subscribe. Um, and then the other thing, too, is like we put our videos, or at least a lot of our videos, end up on Facebook. Like Share those around. Like If someone says, hey, um, what do you think of this game, Valeria Card Kingdoms? Like, feel free to spam our videos over there. I mean, like it's it's your job as uh, as the riveted to to you know go spam our stuff everywhere until we're really irritating and annoying to everyone. So uh, there you go. There's the password. <laughs> Make Jason and Joel irritating. Um, I, no, I mean like honestly, like we really appreciate you guys, and we have grown a ton. Um, actually, I wanted to mention this earlier. Uh, do you know what's significant about April fifteenth this year, Jason? Uh, I have no idea. It was tax day. 
But also... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, besides that, yeah. But also, on April 15th this year, we had more listens for the year than we did in all of 2018. Like, that's how much the channel has grown. Uh, so thank you for all your support, guys. And, like, seriously, like, I don't know. It's a big ask, I know. But, like, maybe, like, share a video or something if you want to. That'd be awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, love you guys uh, and out there in the Riveted. And I'm hoping Jason can connect with some of you guys out there. I know there's one a particular member of the Riveted who's coming from far away that I'm hoping you guys get a chance to hit it off. Um, and I will be at Gen Con, so when the Gen Con show comes up, I could pay the favor back for Jason to check out some of the Gen Con stuff. Although, if this year copies last year, Origins had all the big releases last year, it felt like, which is weird. So Yeah, that is weird. Anyway, yeah, it was real weird. So uh, I guess that's about it. I'm out of words, Jason. Yep, I'm done. I'm good. I'm ready to go to Origins. We made it. We made it. Wow, we're going to be a little over 36 minutes, maybe. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right. Uh, well, hey, enjoy Origins, Jason. Uh, I know you're already there in your mind. And uh, I look forward to hearing you and Katie deliberate it a little bit. Um, we may have two episodes next week or one kind of long episode. So look forward to that. Um, and thanks for listening. I've been Joel. And I'm Jason. Keep gaming. Keep gaming.